I'm Jen. I'm Jack. And you're listening to The Devil Made Me Review It. We're just a couple of best friends who love scary movies. Especially when those movies are based on true events. Listen along as we dive into our favorite films, the classics we all love, and really, whatever we want. We'll tell you all about the paranormal claims made by the real-life subjects and debate whether or not it actually happened. It probably didn't happen. I knew you were going to say that. Listen, if you haven't seen whatever we're covering, pause and come back after watching because spoilers abound. That's right. Sit back and enjoy. The Devil Made Me Review It. How are you? Good. Um, how are you? I'm fine. I'm a little bit sleepy. I think you are too. Yeah, I'm... I'm a little tired today. Yeah, you've got a new puppy. Yeah, and she grew up on the streets of Mexico. Oh. So she doesn't know how to wear a leash. She doesn't know how to. She doesn't know how to do anything. How old is she? Four months. Oh man. Like she got her. Uh, she got spayed in Tijuana last mm-hmm. Sunday. Oh, wow. And then the rescue, I guess they work because they have a lot of street dogs down there. Yeah. So they work together to bring those dogs up here and then adopt them out. And it, we had gone to the grocery store and I saw puppies and I was like, oh, I just want to look. And then my dad fell in love and I, we got a got a puppy. <laughs> so, Like you do. He's obsessed with her. It's very funny. Yeah. He loves her already. Oh, my God. He like misses her when we go anywhere. Oh, which I do with my dogs, but my dogs are also dicks. Like, you know, so like I know they're fine. Yeah. But he's like, I just miss her. Maybe we should bring her something. Oh, like, I love okay. it. I love I it. Love it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Today we're talking about Poltergeist. This is one of my favorite movies. I had a cat they named Carol Ann. I know. I remember that cat. It was a terrible cat. <laughs> I don't like cats. <laughs> she was cute, though. She was cute, but she was really fucking annoying. Yeah, she was bad. Yeah, she the, she became my mom's cat very quickly. Yeah. My mom like tried to pawn her off on me. I think she like found her or something, so she gave her to me in Baltimore, and I was like, I don't want this fucking cat, okay? <laughs> but then she wanted to go outside, and she would literally not, like she would just, she would not stop crying. Like she just mm. was very vocal. Yeah. And I had, I had neighbors, like and I was still drinking at the time, so I was not yeah. about to listen to a cat make noise all day. No, no, nobody wants to hear that. Right back to Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> I named her and I sent her back. <laughs> it's like, this is your problem, not mine. <laughs> was she allowed to go outside at their house? Oh, yeah. My mom had Frankenstein. I named two of their cats. It's Frankenstein and um, Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. And they went outside. And then my sibling had Missy, and Missy is like as delicate as my sibling. (laughs) (laughs) Just two two peas in a pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Missy wouldn't go outside. She was too afraid. That's fair. Yeah, can't do that here because of coyote. Yeah, we have a lot of coyotes here. Do you in Portland? Oh, yeah. Don't you have bears too? Not in the city, but outside you'll you'll see bears, yeah. Out in the like by the falls and stuff. Yeah. Fuck a bear, dude. That's like yeah. 
I've never seen one, but you see, um, if you like, when you go out to a bunch of the trails, you'll see signs of like the last bear sighting or the last uh, cougar sighting. I don't want to die. Sometimes they see cougars here, especially when we have fires, because it pushes oh, them yeah, into like, put- the towns. Right, right. That's sad. Yeah. So speaking of California, mm-hmm. this movie takes place in Cuesta Verde. Cuesta Verde. Where is that? Is that don't a real know. place? I, don't, I think is so. It a, is it a fake Let development? I thought it looked like it was probably like San Fernando Valley, you know? <laughs> oh, I think it looks like down here. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think it is Southern. I just like saying it. Cuesta Verde. Something is green. Cuesta Verde. Oh, wiki fandom. Okay, so maybe it's not. Uh, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, it's fictional. But it is in, in the movie. It's located in Southern California. So it is SoCal. Anyway, that's where we're starting with our ghosts. So Steve Freeling played by the amazing Judd T. Nelson. No. Right? Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. (laughs) I knew that. I'm just tired. Judd. I know. He's the guy from Breakfast Club. And and Craig Nelson are not the same Are they related? I don't think so. I know they're not the same. I'm just sleepy. (laughs) Craig T. Nelson, he was coach. Do you remember coach? Yeah, I remember coach. I'm just, I have uh, no love for Craig T. Nelson. He's like a crazy Republican, like Trump head. So I got no (sighs) love for coach. Well, you just killed it for me. I didn't know that. All right, it's true. Look at him sitting on that bed reading that fucking Reagan book. He told us who he was in 1982. We knew. We knew. He was also smoking weed. Like (laughs) baby boomers what are you gonna do he was also Uh, throwing the box at his wife and making her roll the joints because he couldn't do it uh to be fair i can't do that either yeah but you could ask politely you know oh i would i would i don't i don't remember that part and i certainly don't remember being that upset about it but yeah he's sitting he's (laughs) laying there on the bed with his shirt off and and joe beth williams who is fantastic in this movie is back there smoking and rattling on and telling funny stories making herself laugh and then he's laying there reading a book about reagan trying to roll a joint and he can't and he just throws the box <laughs> with the papers and the weed back at her Aww. and she rolls another one <laughs> she really asshole. goes through it in this movie she does she's so good yeah she's i think great. she's the best part of the movie to be honest well and zelda um uh Ru- rubenstein is that her last name rubenstein why am i why am i blanking on her last name I don't know Rubenstein. who that is. Heather O'Rourke. Zelda, Rubenst- Zelda Rubenstein is the one who plays the medium that comes in to clean the house. Oh, I love her. She was also in Teen Witch. She's the best, yeah. She's like the best part. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so yep. Steve Freeling works for a land developer. He's a real estate agent. He and his wife and the kids, Dana, Robbie, and Caroline, they move uh, into a development that he's managing. Something keeps drawing Carol Ann, the youngest, who's played by Heather O'Rourke, to the TV tuned into static. Um, and she's randomly having conversations with unknown entities as if she's talking to someone. When her pet bird suddenly dies, the family has a small service for it. Then Carol Ann goes to bed. She wakes up and something draws her to the TV again. Um, an apparition bursts from the screen and enters the opposite wall causing some sort of earthquake. This wakes everyone up. And when they look at Carol Ann, she's looking back at them. And that's when she does the, they're here. I love the next day when her mom's like, who are they? The TV people. 
<laughs> TV like, people. I would move out right then. I would have been gone. <laughs> I don't mean, like there's no what what let's go. We're done. Um, so gradually it increases the next day. Uh, glasses are breaking for no reason. Forks bend themselves. Diane starts to get freaked out by this. Caroline, uh, asks Caroline if she knows who's doing it. And she says the TV people, we end up meeting Kane, who is like the, the main ghost. Wait, do we meet him in this one? Well, Kane is the name of the priest or pastor or whatever that comes in, in Poltergeist 2. He's the really old guy. The guy that was actually like dying of cancer. He's in all three of them. Right. Yeah. He had stomach cancer. But he was, yeah, he's like the evil preacher in the second one. The second one. So I was just, I'm just crossing them. Yeah, that's okay. They they do overlap a little bit. I like all of them. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the third. I've seen the second. Uh, the third is like, okay. It has that guy that nobody likes from the 80s that always played a shitty dad. I don't, I don't know his name. That always played a shitty dad? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I'm not good with names. <laughs> There they go. Do you have Do you have to get out? <laughs> She's fr- she froze, staring at me. <laughs> okay. Would you like one or three or? Nope, sure wouldn't. Okay, so a large thunderstorm rumbles through the valley, and as the rain pours through. Um, the large tree outside of Robbie's bedroom window, he's doing the one one thousands. That's like one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve and Diane rescue him. The ghosts use the distraction to suck Carolyn into their dimension through her bedroom closet. Not realizing she's been taken and the family searches everywhere, including the pool. That's always the scariest scene in that part when the mom's like, check the pool. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then Robbie hears Carolyn talking through the TV. He starts screaming and then she's gone. Um, so Steve contacts a parapsychologist from UC Irvine to bring Carolyn back home. The team consists of Dr. Lesh, which is the lady that looks like uh, the old lady from Harry Potter. Maggie Grace? Maggie Smith. Thanks. I don't think she looks like Maggie Smith. I think she looks like the poor man's Maggie Smith. <laughs> I don't think she looks anything like her. <laughs> okay. The team consists of Dr. Lesh, Ryan, and Marty. They are... Supervise or surprised there's real activity in the house, not their usual, um, you know, fake stuff. Steve mm-hmm. opens the door to the kids' playroom where their toys are flying around on uh, the tune of crackling voices. Their previous experience is pale in comparison to the things that are going on in the Freelings' home. Um, they figure it's not a typical haunting, but that their poltergeists have taken over. Um, as this reset up camp, they witness more strange things Caroline talking to Diane through the TV, mysterious footsteps, and hallucinations. They leave to call him back up. Dana goes to stay with a friend and Robbie heads to the grandma's place. So this is when we get like that. We're getting down to it. Um, Steve continues to try to work. His boss talks about setting up a new housing division where cemetery currently exists. Uh, And he nonchalantly reveals that it's been done many times, including the division that Steve lives in. So this is when you find out that they relocated the headstones. You moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. So eventually they ter- return with a pint-sized medium, Tangina Barron, the star of this show. She's so good. I love her. I love Heather O'Rourke, too. I think she's sweet. She is sweet. And man, that kid, she was working. Like, she only she died when she was 11. And she had been on, she had done all three of these movies. She'd done two TV movies. 
and 10 different television shows, two of which she had recurring roles on, Webster and Happy Days. Like, that kid was oh, working. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that she was on Webster. Yeah, she was a three-episode arc on Webster. And 12 episodes, I think, on Happy Days, if I remember correctly. She reminds me a little bit of the little girl that played Bad Seed. You remember that movie? No. From like the four, uh, 50s? Probably the 50s. No, I've never seen it. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about like an evil kid, but it's it's good. She has the same vibe. Um, so basically they figure out that the house is haunted. Um, Tangina comes in. She tells them that they have a portal through that bedroom. They test the portal using the tennis ball, which I always thought was kind of fun. Um, and it falls through <laughs> the living room ceiling. Yeah. Um, so Tangina plans to go through herself. Diane insists on going. They tie the rope to her waist and she heads through the portal. Uh, Tangina gets the spirit away from Carol Ann and does the head towards the light, Carol Ann. You know, this always stresses me out because the mom's like, don't go to the light. She's like, head to the light. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> just get her home. I know. She has that moment where, uh, the, where the mom is like, I hate you for making me do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve panics. He pulls the rope and the demon appears to him. <laughs> right. Sure and it's does. just the face. It's like that demon face that was in yeah. every cloud that like was on like. You know, like the pictures of like faces, devil face in the clouds. It looks right. like that. Yeah. Um, Diane falls through the ceiling holding Carol Ann. Both are covered in ectoplasm. Everybody was really into ectoplasm in the 80s. Just slime everywhere. Yeah, lots of slime. Ghostbusters, all the slime. Tangina declares that the house is clean. The, the demon's still there. They leave. They're like, this fucking sucks. Um, as Robbie and Carol Ann get ready for bed... Robbie's clown comes alive and drags him under the bed. Caroline hears his screams, or Diane hears his screams and runs to the room. The fucking clown. Everybody hates the clown. I, I don't, oh, I don't I hate really that clown. care. Really? Yeah, dude. You know, I don't like a doll. I don't like a scary ass doll. Oh, right. You don't like dolls. I can't do it. That that clown, I would there's no way that my children would be able to A have that clown in their room. And poor Robbie, I'd be like, please don't leave this in here at night. Can we put it somewhere else? Why does it sit here and stare at me all night? I don't blame him. For throwing his Chewbacca jacket over top of it every night. He should have just gotten a Chewbacca. That wouldn't have come to life. Yeah, just get a Chewbacca. Right. Uh, so Diane goes to get them. The demon appears in the form of a skeleton, attacks Diane, and she falls down the stairs. Uh, she runs out to get help from her neighbors, falls into the pool under construction. The rain has filled it with water and muck. As she tries to climb out, coffins poke out from the mud to reveal decaying corpses, which were real. They were real in the movie. All those guys. I were... have never. I have not been able to find that that has been substantiated. Like it's like people have said that it is. Like even apparently Joe Beth Williams said that Steven Spielberg used real skeletons, but that it's never been able to be confirmed. I, I think he maybe he... told them that be to make them scared. <laughs> he didn't tell them that until after. They didn't know until after they'd filmed the scene. That was what I had read. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's true. I think it's a rumor. I think it's fun, but I don't think it's I don't, true. <laughs> I don't care. It's true in my head because it makes it more fun, <laughs> which is the point of all the spooky stuff. It's all true because yes. it's fun. Right. Um. So more coffins and dead bodies explode from the ground. Steve arrives and they're yelling, you only move the headstones and not the bodies. So basically they all leave. Finally, the house tears itself apart and that's it. They all go to a hotel and then they put the TV outside. Yep. I love this movie, truly. I hadn't seen it for at least 15 years, maybe closer to 20. It's been a long time. 
and I loved it. I thought it was just as great as it was when I first saw it. There are some genuinely really scary moments, which I love, and there's also a lot of really funny moments and not funny in a making fun of it way in like a they knew they were being funny like they were making fun of themselves a little bit yeah you know what i mean like i love the scene where uh where diane is showing uh steven like when he comes home and he she's showing him how the chair is moving across the floor and then she puts caroline on the floor and sends her across and like it's like it's funny (laughs) and she's like i want a pepperoni pizza (laughs) i was like that made me want pizza i was like oh it does sound good yeah yeah and i think that there's like there's a, a a solid combination of really good visual and special effects and then some also really bad ones but i love that about it me too even with the the caveat that it's, you know, 1982 and things were different. But I do like that tree eating scene when the tree is eating Robbie, like that's Uh genuinely terrifying. And because they built it like that, he's actually being pulled into that tree and it's a really effective visual. I also love anytime um, a like rotating box room is used because they did that with, with the mom, right? Where she, uh, toward, toward the end. When she's rolling around and she gets up on the ceiling, I lo- I think that I love that. Anytime anybody uses that, I'm in. <laughs> it looks well when they do it with like that. It looks real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes it for sure spooky. Yeah, totally. So there is like a a sort of true story, right? That this is based on, like very very loosely. Is that so right? That the reason that I did a longer film synopsis was because this is so short. It's based yeah. on uh, ninety. This is nineteen fifty eight. It's the Herman family with two ends uh, in Sedford, Seaford, New York. I don't know which one it is. I don't know. Uh, it was actually featured in Life magazine. So right. like they they got really like it was like a lot for them. Right. So they you know one day the fa- this family is returning home from school 12 year old James and 13 year old uh, Lucille Herman entered their kitchen and discovered that every bottle in the kitchen milk ketchup whatever all of the caps had been popped they they which led to them referring to this haunting as popper like this ghost they call it popper <laughs> which sounds like a terrible dog name that your kids would give you know <laughs> um and they and they said that it began to spray the contents in the air. Then the bottles began to rise and dance and levitate in the air. I know this this is like a little much for me too. Like if they were just popped, I'd be like, oh, you know, like that makes sense. Like science, like maybe it was too full, you know. Mm-hmm. Like with air, um, per the family's report, um, they would come home, bleach bottles with unscrewed tops, everything would be open. They kept every article I read mentioned this motherfucking bottle of holy water. That oh my was god, opened. I know, I know. Every bottle, every bottle is open. Basically, this ghost was just a dick and was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna open all of it. Um, so I did want to point this out to you because. I knew what you were probably thinking right away. And the parents blamed the kids too. Yeah, I blamed them as well. The the one boy was <laughs> apparently like a science whiz and they thought that he had rigged everything to pop with humidity. Oh, interesting. But um, a phonograph threw itself th- through the air. Glass bottles smashed instantly without anyone touching them. And in one instance, the holy water was found with its contents empty and the bottle was described as warm to the touch. Uh, so soon enough, the occurrences led to the police being called to investigate. Detective Joseph Tazi was sent to investigate the house, and he found no foul play. 
uh, he camped out for <laughs> I <know>. no foul play. <laughs> None, nada. He camped out for several nights in their home uh, to see if anything was there. One particularly disturbing evidence or instance gave them a real fright. So a real fright, Jack. <laughs> I feel like I'm telling campfire stories. That's what this whole show is. <laughs> I know, but I love it. February 24th, 1958, a heavy bureau desk threw itself onto its face in the presence of one of the children. Tazi, the detective, was in the house at the time, was certain no one could have done it or indeed any of the children. The detective's uh, investigation took in every uh, possible scientific conclusion, humidity, geological surveys, downdraft from overhead jets. That sounds fake. Do they live inside of the airport <laughs> on the runway? They live on the tarmac. <laughs> right. Um, at one point, it was surmised that a freak magnetic field was the cause of the incidents. Not so. I really liked this article because it was really going for it. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, where did I get this one? Hold on. Oh, shit. I don't know where. Oh, it's at the top. Let me see. Because I, I think this was the nerdist one. Oh, okay which I just thought was, they made it fun. Most of the events, almost all of the events occurred when a child was near or if there was a bottle of holy water in the vicinity. uh, Priests were called, but found and did nothing. Psychologists were called to speak to the children, but no evidence of wrongdoing or reasonable explanation. Little by little, the events began to subside when public attention became fixated on the family and their so-called poltergeist. In recent interviews, though, Lucille Herman described it as her own nightmare, um, saying that it was, like, very difficult. This is the daughter? Yeah. So, basically, it was Poltergeist, the movie, took the fact that this family had Poltergeist and made it a movie. Right. It was very, very loose. And there was a boy and a, there was a, boy and a girl. They just yeah. added another girl. They added another one. The older sister, who you don't really need and forget she exists. Like, <laughs> she's so funny. She's just like always eating and then is just gone all the time. Like she's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to my friend's house. <laughs> she's smart. Okay. So I'm curious what you found. Like it sounds fake. I appreciate yeah. it that it gave me the movie. I appreciate that it gave us the movie as well. I like you did not find a lot. I mean, because there, yeah, there's just not, not a ton. I read a couple different articles. One that I read was a local Long Island paper that talked about the family bringing in Dr. J.B. Ryan, who was at the time the director of Duke University's parapsychology lab. And wait, that's a thing. Yeah. He had, or at least it was, I don't know if it still is. He believed that uh, just from the accounts that the family had told him that it could potentially have been that there were like two hormonal teenagers opened up some sort of chance for psychokinesis or other poltergeist activity. But then the whole thing is that as soon as these, as soon as any scientists showed up at this house to try and actually investigate this, all the activity stopped. So to me that immediately, like I think it was the son the whole time. I think the son was playing jokes. I think he was being a prankster and a troublemaker and he was playing jokes. (laughs) And got and everybody ultimately, to believe that he was that it was ghosts in the house, right? Without being there, knowing like what the tests were that they ran, and right, being able to see any of it, it's like, right, it's probably the kid. Yep. How do you? What do you think of poltergeist stuff? Sorry, I just like 
bit my own tongue. And I was oh. like, Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I tried to recover and I was like, no, nah, it's going to sound like I have a lisp. Um, in general, like how do you explain experiences where people have stuff like fly off the walls? Cause there's like definitely video that exists of that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I talked about this a little bit on when I came on ghost butts, I, I've seen a few different videos of things and I've never seen one that doesn't just look like a step ladder that's opening by itself because it's leaning on a counter, uh, you know, or a yeah. napkin flying off of a countertop. It looks like a like a, a air, like a breeze caught it, you know, or an air vent or something caught it. Like, I've just never seen something that doesn't look like something like like normal activity or like I, I know I talked about this on there uh, uh, with you guys of like. You've seen this before. If a bottom of a cup is wet or like a countertop oh, yeah. is wet, the cup will slide a little bit. I also actually, this is so funny. One of my coworkers the other day was just talking about we got new glasses. She was saying that they had th this similar type of glass at a restaurant that she used to work at and the bottoms would just fall out all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. And I've definitely seen that too, where like the glasses get older and the bottoms just fall out. And so that was funny to rewatch Poltergeist and have that scene where the bottom of his glass, <laughs> like, is, you know, falls apart. We should just go to Edinburgh and see if it's haunted. It's like supposed to be the most haunted place in the world. I'd love to go to Edinburgh. I'd love to go to the theater festival there. Sounds like a blast. I would love to not do that part of it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I would go on the ghost tour. <laughs> I, I, I almost checked out before you finished the sentence. <laughs> I heard theater and was like, nope. That's why I want to go there is for the theater festival. Well, I, I want you to go with me so that we can see if it's spooky. <laughs> I'll just be like, I have to go. I am seeing a four o'clock and a six o'clock show. Oh my God. Whatever. I would totally just like, I just, all the ghosts. <laughs> all the spooky old ghosts. Yeah. I am happy that, uh, that I, I, I hope that poor Lucille Herman was not uh, too traumatized by all of this. I am happy that it brought us this movie. It's a very fun movie. Also, I'm sure, I'm sure that it was traumatizing if she was not aware that her brother was doing it. Totally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that would that would that would probably mess me up <laughs> if, if like totally. all this weird stuff was happening and nobody was explaining why. And he was probably doing quite a bit of gaslighting of everybody too. He sounds like a little fucking yeah. creep. <laughs> I'm sure he is just a fucking peach to be married or divorced to. You know, like either way. Just like a total prankster. Like what a pain in the ass. I wonder if what he says about it now. Yeah, I don't know. Or if he's still with us. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. It was a long time ago. I gave this movie five screams. This is one of my, this and The Exorcist are like my favorite. And Critters. I really love Critters, but that's not based on a true story. Yeah, this is a really, really good one. I, um, I'd probably only give it four, but it's pretty good. What made it lose a scream? Honestly, Craig T. Nelson. Wait, that's not fair because we didn't know he was going to be Why a is that crazy Trump person. We're we're out here giving out points and not giving out points for people we like and people we don't like. There's no there's no logic or rules to the rating system. Cuz I think that the movie didn't know that he was going to be a fucking asshole, but the movie was good. And for I, Heather I maintain cuz she, she they all the you know the, the claimed curse. Did you ever watch that thing I told you about? About the cur the curse of the movies? 
the like documentary they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen it. I have seen it. That's really good. I like that they are like, stop doing this. It's you're exploiting these people's lives. They're like dead. Yeah. And it's also just like all of those people, like the four deaths that happened, it's like these are not mysterious deaths. They're unfortunate, but none of right. them are mysterious. Poor Heather O'Rourke got Giardia and she had congenital stenosis in her intestine and basically died of septic shock. Dominique Dunn was strangled. Her that, was that guy, by the way, yeah, that guy who strangled her, by the way, free as a bird, still walking around out there, only served three years of a six-year manslaughter case. I don't know how you strangle somebody to death and get manslaughter. That's not he's an accident. White. He's white. Oh, of course he's white. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. He's still out there walking around. You can Google him. Julian Beck, right, who played Kane in the second one, he had stomach cancer. And then Will Sampson, who was also in the second one, had scleroderma, which is probably the worst way to die ever. What is that? It's basically like your body rots from the inside out. And like all of your organs sort of fail slowly one by one. It's terrible. It's absolutely what, terrible. What causes that? Like, does it just I don't something... know. I think oh. it's just like a, yeah. I don't know that Damn. there's anything that's specifically, I don't know enough about it. But yeah. Are there any other Trump people I have to hate now? God damn it. That makes me so know. mad. Um, I, <laughs> but it's and also the, like an extra shout out to Ebo's because I fucking love that dog in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I also love this house. Well, and so much about this movie is so 80s, like all mm -hmm. the decor in the house, the uh, the remote, right? The war about the remote where they're changing each other's channels because their TV oh sets my are God, too close yes. together. <laughs> or like Joe Beth Williams trying to flush a bird down the toilet. Ma'am. Why would you, you can't do that? Put it in a damn box. You're going to have to yes. tell the kid. I started, I started watching it with my dad and as soon as it, ca it came to that part where like the dads or whatever all watching the football I was like damn they all looked like that like my dad looked yeah just like that oh yeah yeah <laughs> I know and then like I love when they uh when they send their like their eight-year-old and a golden retriever away in a cab to grandma's <laughs> bye <laughs> Hey, we can't afford eight. you. You're eight and you have the dog. We're going to send you in a yellow cab to your grandma's house. <laughs> Ebus, you almost killed me. I also thought it, it rained more in the span of uh, the, the time that this was happening and this in, the, in the, the, the time span of this movie than it does in like 10 years in Southern California. They got so much rain. Uh, especially now. Yeah, the pool filled up really quickly. Real fast. Wasn't very deep. Certainly not six yeah. feet of water. That's crazy. Yeah, that pool scene is scary. The tree and the pool scene were, were always, and I still maintain, are the, are the scariest ones. I love the pool scene. The tree is scary. Yeah. When Sam and I were kids, we lived in a house um, on in Ora Vista or on Ora Vista Road in San Isidro mm -hmm. um, down south. And we had a window like that and a giant tree. And I used to watch horror movies from the top of the stairs, you know, like over my dad's shoulder. Yeah. And he like I, I love dads, but they're just like, ooh, you know, like they're just like never paying attention. So like I watched I remember watching Freddy Krueger and being like, ah, you know, and they had no idea. My mom was like, why won't you sleep? And why can't you turn the light off? And I was like, oh, I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you. Because <laughs> she'd be pissed. <laughs> but yeah, we had that tree. Yeah. Yes, it haunted us. 
We had a big tree too in our in our backyard. I remember Caitlin was always really scared of it, and I had to sleep in the bed that was near the window because we shared a room. <laughs> we shared a room when we were little, and then when I when I turned like ten, I got my own room. But uh, yeah, we shared a room, and I had to sleep on the side of the room where the window was. She was little. <laughs> you did the right thing. Okay, I have I have a, I have one question. Okay, let's hear it. Because I don't think you've ever told me this. Okay. What is... I talk about my favorite horror movies all the time. I'm always like, oh, Poltergeist, Exorcist. I fucking mm-hmm. love all this shit. So what is yours? Uh, I mean, this is up there. I lo- I really love this one. Um, What's your five-star one? I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head what it would be. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. I want to know next time. I'll think about it. <laughs> Cliffhanger. I feel like it's it's tough for me. Like, I... I like watching these movies because they're fun. And then I kind of don't think about them very much after, which is why it's been really fun to like re rewatch them and talk about them with you because I don't really think about them very much. None of them, like I've had obviously a few, like the exorcist that like stuck with me, right? Like that movie sticks with me. That's probably the one to be honest. That's like the five star because that's the one that like all of them are based on that stuck with me yeah and it it is the like catalyst for so many of these movies i've also always been a really big fan of rosemary's baby oh that is really good <laughs> like, even that's just a like really cinematically yeah i think it's a really cool visually cool movie i don't think that it's i i, I it's not very scary and i never found it to be very scary no. but it's, it's fun i don't like the rape scene in that oh no 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 i don't know i have trouble with that stuff usually i just like click like fast forward through it yeah but yeah, Anthony's so you're giving this one five. I'm giving it four. I think yep. that's good. I think that's our <laughs> might be the highest one, one is high, higher rated. We did give uh, Conjuring, I believe, uh, four. We I think we gave it four and a half both, and then Blair Witch got five only for their um, marketing. <laughs> I think the Conjuring got four or four point five because it was scary. Yes, the first one. Yeah, but I feel like poltergeist all around is good yeah i agree all right i'm changing it i'm gonna give it five because it is really fun we really had a good time watching it <laughs> it's classic it's just so good you know what i i'm just gonna say this real quick mm-hmm. i never liked slasher films and then like a month ago i decided to watch halloween and oh, i hadn't yeah. seen it in a long time i yeah. fucking love that movie michael myers is hilarious he cannot yes. die nope it, it just like refuses nonstop. he's like yeah, set me absolutely. on fire smoosh me with a car (laughs) cut off my head psych i replaced my body with someone else's like it's so crazy i know i know it's absolutely insane it's absolutely insane speaking of slashers so the um director of this movie of poltergeist Uh is toby hooper and he directed the texas chainsaw massacre oh i can't watch that movie that's a scary one it's too much for me. Yeah, that one's that one's wild. And they're raping that too, or is that the hills have hills have eyes? There's raping. Hills have eyes, definitely. I don't like any rape movies. I don't know if there is in Texas Chainsaw. I can't. I can't remember. It's been a really long time. That movie scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it's super scary. And the Rob Rob Zombie's redoing Monsters, which I'm really stoked for. Oh, really? But also, I'm very scared because anytime he redoes something, it's very scary. Yeah. Well, and he's kind of gross too. Like, yeah. oh, is, is he? Is, is he a gross. shitty person? Oh no, no, no. I don't. Oh, maybe I, I don't know anything about him. Oh, 
I just feel like he does a lot of really gross. Um, yeah, horror porn. Effects, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like that. And his wife stars in all of it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I just mean that, like, I feel like it's, I don't know. I, I can't do it. But it, like, makes me upset. Fair enough. All right. Any other thoughts on this movie? No, I just love it. Me too. Go go out and rewatch this movie. If you didn't rewatch this movie before listening to this podcast, like you're supposed to, do your homework, first of all. And uh, if you didn't, go rewatch it. It's available on HBO Max if you have a subscription to that. I will say there is a weird glitch in it, um, and there's a, a small chunk that's missing where a scene cuts to another scene, and it's clearly a, a, a screw-up. But otherwise, oh, I great didn't movie. Notice, I didn't notice that. It's... I, and may, maybe it's my TV. I don't know. I rewound it three different times and I did it every time. But um, it's the scene where where they're in the kitchen and she's showing him the chair and Carol Ann scooting across the floor. And then towards the end of that scene, it cuts and they're suddenly at their neighbor's house asking if they've seen anything weird. So there's just like a missing like maybe five minutes or so. Oh, weird. But it's really bizarre. I wonder why they cut it. I don't think they meant to. I think it's just I think it's a mistake. Oh. Yeah, because it's not a clean cut. It's like in the middle of a line. It jumps. So I think it's just a fuck up. That didn't happen in mine. Yeah, I don't know why it's happening. Like I said, I rewound it three times. So I was like, oh, I thought my internet cut out for a second. Sometimes but it, I it, feel like HBO, like the app, can be weird. Yeah. Hulu does weird shit to me too. Where to like a yeah. loop. And that's really annoying. Does Hulu that do that? Does, yeah, like, or if I try to rewind something, it'll go to the end of the episode. Like, I'll hit rewind, and it'll skip to the end. And I'm like, no, that's the exact opposite of what I wanted to do. Help me, help me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll see everybody next week. We're going to do a haunting in Connecticut, and that's it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the devil made me review it or send us an email at the devil made me review it at gmail.com.